I hid his mic. Today he had so much time. Oh, wait. He got here. He didn't I thought he was going to show his abs. No, that's a, that's, you have to, he has to live at your house to be able to see those abs. Don't get so excited on, <laughs> on a Tuesday in late look, September. Look at how look how much he's staring at the screen. He's uh, like, oh, hold on, wait. Hour. I'm just hold on, wait. Here. Let me put my shady rays on so no one sees what I'm staring at. <laughs> <laughs> Poker face. By the way, Adrian, I was supposed to be down there. I'll be there tomorrow, and I delayed my plans. Why? Because the weather up here is just We don't so want you. Lovely. Nobody cares. That's yep. why. I just want you to know the weather in the Northeast is so lovely. I think oh, it has rained lovely. for 40 straight days. It is just gorgeous up here. Great. Then so stay up there. You're lot. welcome to stay up there. I just wanted to let you know that you're missing a lot up here. It's really lovely. He weather. needs vitamin D. I'll mm-hmm. be up there on I'll be up there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Don't worry. Will you? Oh. Baltimore. Isn't Baltimore, Baltimore in the Northeast? Oh, that is the Northeast. It's very rainy in Baltimore, but... I wish I would have known. We would have gotten some good golfing in. Mm. Anyway, if you missed me before, I'm sure whoever is helping to cut the podcast later is going to be thrilled with how I started off the show. But uh, Kelly Krull <laughs> uh, is going to join us, Braves TV, on where ATL is at. And Jordan Montgomery, former Eric Kratz teammate. Yeah, the American oh, Missile. Oh, man. He's going to get paid this offseason. We'll remind him just in case he's unaware. He's going to say, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> is that what he's like? Yeah, oh, he's the best. He is a big goober. I love watching him pitch. He's very sneaky, very sneaky underrated. I would agree with that. AJ, is Jordan Montgomery sneaky underrated? Yeah, I'm going to ask him today if he's the new David Cohn. He gets traded every year for the playoff push, so where's he going to go next year? I mean, it's like he's the hired gun now. He went from the Yankees to the Cardinals last year. Now he's with the Rangers. I mean, where's he, where's he going to go next year? I think he'll sign with the Cubs. Yeah. Wow, okay. I don't know why. You just feel that? I just feel like they're going to find a pitcher, but they're not going to go all in on like the biggest of big. Might be, a, might be a really sneaky signing. I like that. Go back to the uh, NL Central and dominate. Um, NL Central is basically decided, right? Brewers have it. Uh, let's charge the damn mound powered by Tiza on the desk. If you want one, you can order one. I'll tell you how I'm later. I'm throwing one in. There you go. Keep tradition alive. Actually, I'm throwing two in. So let's start with, in my mind, the game of the night, and there weren't many last night, but Justin Verlander against Luis Castillo. Put a little money down on JV's side. Just had a feeling. Just JV? Just JV? No, just for the Astros Hmm. money line, straight up. Um, And the one thing that stood out to me, AJ, is the dude is giving them innings. That's the thing. Obviously, he was great, too. But what? He entered the ninth inning. He was still so 100 pitches. You know the most important part of that game was? What? Mm. They hit my bet, both of them. Yeah, they they did. They did. Love that for you. Is that the most important thing? Is that where we're at now? We've come a long way. I mean, you know, we're, you know, I can't be... I can't be down two thousand dollars to Kratz every at the end of the year, so I got to try to. <laughs> but no, listen. This is why they went out and got Justin Verlander. This is Justin Verlander playoff push. Eight innings. They have to win this game. They just got swept by the Royals. They go to Seattle, and the offense showed out. Alvarez and those guys going big fly, like they do. I mean, Alvarez hit a ball six inches off the ground, four hundred and thirty feet. I think it was a changeup from Castillo. And listen, Castillo for the for the Mariners has been good, but this just shows you Justin Verlander. Castillo. It is like, wow. I mean, this guy went out eight innings, one run, just dominated a lineup. And now, listen, the, the Astros are where they want to be. They're in a playoff spot. They're not going, they're not at the division top. But hey, they're still alive in a game they had to win. They threw their best out there. And Justin Verlander delivered. That's why he's going to Cooperstown. 
this is why you trade for this guy too. There's no like there's no questioning if they need somebody on the mound. This is the guy. Framber's been up and down. Yes, you can say he's got a great year because he has a no hitter this year, but he's been up and down recently. And when you have somebody that solidifies your rotation, I'm not even saying he's pitching game one of the playoffs. He's going to pitch one of the two games that they need to win. And it showed it because this lineup has been brutes magoots this entire like last stretch of whatever it is, 10 games. But I mean, Tucker at night, I mean, if you didn't watch, if people didn't watch the Seattle game, they dominate them. Astros dominated them, but it was like rainy and misty, nasty weather there looking. And Jordan went 16 rows up. Tucker went off the top of the restaurant or maybe the top of the scoreboard, but just below the restaurant, like big, like big boy homers on pitches. Like AJ said, like that weren't even strikes. The one that, the one that Jordan hit and it's like Castillo has to be thinking, I was supposed to be the guy. I was supposed to be the Verlander for our skid that we've been on. And he was not last night. Mm-hmm. It's a good call. And those guys, they hit good pitching and they hit bad pitches sometimes. And that's where you're watching like a playoff game or a World Series game, right? We've all been there before. And you're like, that wasn't a bad pitch, but that just tied up the game on a two-run shot. But what AJ said yesterday, they don't strike out. Yeah. In 17, the Astros figured out how to not strike out, and they have kept it. Whatever you want to say about the trash can scheme thing, whatever, they have kept that approach, and it is a reason they are a World Series team year in and year out. Alex Cintron and Snick, Troy Snicker deserve a ton of credit as their hitting guys. I mean, let's let's be serious here. They've they came in, and since they've come in, yes, I know the trash can, that whole deal with Beltron and, and Alex Cora and that whole group, but. Since then, they all they've done is go to the World Series every year, at least the LCS. <laughs> it's not like, man, they hit they had the trash can in 17, and now they've kept it going for the next six years. But, I mean, every year you can lock it in. The Astros are in at least the LCS, if not the one, one in the World Series, and they won another World Series, which for me kind of solidified their place in history and also kind of got rid of the trash can rumors for me. I mean, I know people, fans are still going to go for it, but by winning that World Series last year, it kind of, it should have kind of eliminated all the doubt because, I mean, what, 19 they lost in the World Series in Game 7, uh, 21 they lost to the Braves, right? I mean, 20 they made a run when they probably weren't ready to. They made it to the LCS and almost came back from down 3-0. <laughs> Listen, this team has, has done it for a long time in the core of Bregman, Altuve, you know, Maldonado's been there for a long time. Now Alvarez, Tucker, it's been, it's been pretty incredible. Yeah, the whole trash can stuff should just be – Stop! Like somebody said it on the show. You're booing. You're booing. You're booing a uniform. You're not booing people. Although loudest boos of the night last night were for the Mariners. No, no, there was one (laughs) other. Yes, there was some of that, but there was one. During that game, Altuve got hit by a pitch. Oh no, not boos. Sorry, cheers. Sorry. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's still a thing for people around. It will still be a thing. Yeah, and and I would and I would have a hard time saying that Altuve was involved in that. He knew it was going on. Whatever that is, it doesn't matter. It, regardless, people are going to do what they're going to do. He knew you know they're going to. I guarantee you, he knew. Oh, he definitely, oh, he definitely knew. knew. Oh, of course, he knew. He definitely knew. But you know, there's plenty of guys that say, "Oh, I don't want to know what's coming." He is one of those guys. Biggest cheer of the night at T-Mobile Park. This is from Chandler Rome. Altuve getting dotted on the elbow with a full count fastball. That was late in the game. 
Yeah, but that wasn't on purpose. It's just fans being fans. Yeah, fans. No, I know that. Cheer, I'm, I'm just saying there's still there is still a villain component to the Astros until every player from 17 is not on that team anymore. Then maybe fans go into the next phase of life. Maybe. I am going to mention. I, that I like it though. In the th- yeah, whatever. I think it's fun. I'm, I'm, I'm not. It's, it's 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 just it's kind of shtick. It's kind of just a shtick. From like, the fans. Yeah. Like, because I, I think we should focus on the fact that the Mariners, was it, third inning? Julio was up. They were losing 4 nothing. Bases loaded. Like, it was a – the fans got on their feet. It was rocking. Yep. Might have been the fourth inning. I'm not sure which inning it was. But either way, it was rocking there in Seattle. And this is what – kind of what Paul Sewell was talking about when he was on the other day calling out Diamondbacks fans. This is where fans – need to be out they need to be in these situations to cheer their team on because the Mariners are going to need a lot more than just wins they are going to need some help from other teams no they're still in control um, win the just, next two games against Houston that um, helps okay that I mean I'm not saying it's right in front of you easier said than done and it's definitely demoralizing when you've got Castillo on the mound and you get beat like that it's like watching – it's like spinning a wheel and you're like, oh, jackpot. And you just watch it come – oh, man, we got to wait for it to come all the way back around. Jack – nope. It. This is what Houston does. It is. Uh, other notables from last night, Texas just bops the hell out of the baseball right now with their new look, old look lineup. Nine They're like, uh, Yeah, we were just missing some guys. We're good. Our lineup slays. 5-1 win over – the Angels, they went back to back to back at one point. So they're very much, not very much, but they're in control of the division right now. And then th- this is sneaky. I don't want to overlook this. Diamondbacks fall to the Yanks, 6-4. Very sneaky, underrated game from yesterday that mm-hmm. put the playoff picture in the NL. There were some teams, the Reds were watching that, whether people think the Reds are out of it or not or should be a playoff team. There was teams that were watching this and going, ooh. Updated we got a NL wild card. Phillies had the first seed wrapped up for a while, although it's not technical, but it will be. Tonight. Tonight. That's my call. Well, the wild card or the first seed? First seed. First seed. Yeah. But they'll yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be hosting one of these teams. Arizona and Chicago tied for those second two spots. Miami on the outside looking in by one game. Cincinnati, two and a half games out. Who do you want to see? AJ, who do you want? If you're the Phillies, who do you want to see of that crew finish second? Cubs. Way more than the Diamondbacks. That's the least, that's the team I don't want to see is the Cubs. Diamondbacks. You want to see the Cubs. Why? I mean, Justin Steele's kind of faltering down the end. Hendricks, eh. I, think Hendr- I don't think Hendricks scares. Uh, Tyon, eh. Bullpen back into the bullpen isn't great for the Cubs. Their lineup, other than Bellinger, isn't that great really for the Cubs. I think the Phillies can go in there with Nola and Wheeler and whoever else their third guy is, and they can just bash him. They can just bash him to death and get probably get it over with fairly quickly if that's who they end up playing. Who but would you got to face? But if you got to face Gallon and Merrill, Merrill struggled or Merrill Kelly struggled a little bit last yesterday, but he's been so good for him. So if you get Gallon, Merrill Kelly, and then whoever they want to throw third, probably like a bullpen game, and with their athleticism, it's just a different animal. The, the Diamondbacks are. They're a pain in the ass team to play. They, the way they play, you haven't seen baseball in the playoffs yet with the 
tweaked rules. Ugh. The Diamondbacks have been taking advantage of that all season. Things I mean, get we, heightened in the playoffs, so the Diamondbacks could be a pain in the ass. Can we, can we just say the Reds, I mean, two and a half out, I mean, three, really yeah. three out, they're, they're done. I mean, I know they're still mathematically alive. But the Padres are, were still around <laughs> as of last night, which we'll get to. The Padres haven't been around. The Padres haven't been around since <laughs> April. Yeah. yeah, well, reporters were on Nader's case, but we'll get to that later. Blake Snell pitched last night against Logan Webb. Of course, the Padres losing a one-run game is so classic. One-run games and extra inning games. Some people still don't know about the extra inning staff, by the way, for the Padres. 0-13 in extras. But Snell was fantastic. Webb was better. Nine innings, scattered nine hits, one run, seven strikeouts. Snell went six. It's Webb's second complete game of the season. And Gabe Kapler said his most dominant outing of the year and said felt like a Cy Young outing. But most writer types on Twitter say it is over. It is potentially unanimous. Blake Snell is your 2023 Cy Young. He did not let up. He was ridiculous down the stretch. And yeah, the yeah. only conversation that you can have is, is about the innings and the length that he's giving in some of these outings. But he is giving you scoreless or one-run ball every outing since, what, late May? No, he's been incredible. He just Listen, he won it. He deserves yeah. it. The, the one thing is he doesn't go into the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. And, listen, Gabe Kapler is nice. You're saying Logan Webb, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it's cool you're standing up for your guys. Logan Webb pitched a great game last night. But, you know, you're talking about the Padres 0-13 in uh, extra inning games. Check out their one-run game numbers, too. They're like the second worst, I think, of all time. And what are they? They're like 10 and 25 or some crazy number. I don't know the exact numbers with, uh, you know, one run games. But listen, it's just been a historically unlucky and bad year for the Padres. And it just, listen, the one bright spot is Blake Snell, and he's going to walk away in free agency along with Josh Hader. They're going to sign somewhere else, and the Padres are going to be left with, you know, a bunch of high priced free agent hitters with no pitching. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's honest. I think you were over. Overshooting their wins in one-run games, I think it's like six and twenty-five now. That's incredible number. That's I didn't know it was a record or second worst ever. I think I think I saw it's second worst since nineteen thirty-five. The nineteen thirty-five St. Louis Browns, I think, something like that. Oh, the Browns. I know yeah. a lot of number crunchers that would just call that unlucky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, they, they they have definitely snatched. Victory out of the jaw or defeat out of the jaws of victory a couple times this that year. That is not unlucky at that point. Blake Snell is the first pitcher with 170 plus Ks and fewer than 20 runs allowed in a 23 game span since 1901. The great Sarah Langs with the stat for us. He has 186 Ks and 19 runs allowed in his last 23 starts. That is insane. Allowed, not earned runs. Runs. Allowed runs. It's incredible. They show they were showing stats, and it was funny. I was kind of laughing at Gabe last night because he stacked his lineup full of righties, and it's the lowest batting average against right-handed pitchers for a left-handed pitcher in the history of baseball. If it doesn't go above, I think one seventy-eight, and it's at one seventy-six. Wow. Props to Blake. I love when dudes get after it in their oh, free agent geez. year. <laughs> what about the other years? Please, yeah, fine. fuck the other years. He's fine. I just want my, my boys to make money. It's going to be a lot of money. He's going to get paid. MLB best two two five ERA. And By the way, one less big time starter on the market. Rhea, I mean, Rhea is going to be on the market. Maybe I don't know, but his value basically went to nothing. By the way, I also saw where people were arguing. I don't know who it was. 
about Blake Snell and Hall of Fame possibilities that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Remember we said, we, I think it was with Russ. I'm like, is he a yeah. Hall of Famer? And I saw on Twitter, I think it was where people were arguing about if, you know, if he pitches five more years and does this, is he a Hall of Famer? If he wins another Cy Young, is because people were listing Cy Young Awards and how everyone is in the Hall of Fame and this and that. So, I mean, again, it's an interesting argument because other than his two Cy Young years, his years have been okay. They haven't been great. But those two years, he was unbelievable. Do you think he goes to his next team? Because I, I, they said third time through, everyone else's numbers, you know, go through the roof. Everyone's hitting 310 third time through. Hitters are hitting 161 against him third time through. Do you think he goes to his next team and says, you're going to give me $270 million. I want to pitch until I want to come out of the game. No chance? No chance. Because his, his numbers are so low because he doesn't have to do it. He, yeah, he gets he like does. one hitter here and there. You're, you're he saying only get, he only I mean, gets times? it. He only gets to that third time through, and he only faces like two or three guys, and then they ax him. I mean, that's kind of what the, the kind of way the way we've been doing. As soon as he gets any hint of trouble, I mean, the Rays did it. I mean, remember the World Series in 2020, Game Six? I was at that game. Right. I got co- I got COVID from Justin Turner at that game. So thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I mean that game. Remember they ripped him out. The Dodgers threw a party when they took him out because they weren't hitting him. He could have gone. He could have gone ten more innings. They wouldn't have got any runs off of him. Took him out. The Rays blew it. Lost the World Series. But uh, listen, it's been a thing for him his whole career. The Rays started it, and the Padres just followed suit by just not letting him pitch past really the sixth inning. And it's been effective. He's going to have two Cy Youngs on the mantle and a huge paycheck coming. But that's what I'm saying. Now that's been effective. Now I want you to be a workhorse. He's not no. that guy. He's, he throws too many pitches. He walks too many guys. He's not that guy. Yeah, but if you look he... at, but if you look at his numbers, he's always at hundred pitches at the end of six innings. Like he's not, he's not, he's not efficient. He's not Logan Webb. That's going to go nine innings, ninety-eight pitches. Right? He's ninety-eight pitches through six innings, and oh, maybe we can steal him out because they have a lefty coming up. It's a good matchup. No, but he never, oh, he's, he's never, he's never, he's not getting pulled at eighty pitches. Never, I get that, no. but why? Why is hundred pitches his number? He's pit, he's throwing yeah. all those pitches. Let him go. When when AJ Przinsky is the head, when he's the manager of the Orlando Dreamers, and Blake Snell signs there next year for two hundred ninety million. Hey, I want you to throw one hundred twenty five pitches. He's gonna go. All right, bro. Dare to dream. But if you like real life, uh, get twenty percent <laughs> off your first order with the code FOUL at Tiza Energy. Dot com. No nicotine, no tobacco. This is our squad. Go grab some Tiza at TizaEnergy.com. So we will get into some hot corner topics right off the jump here. And finally, can get into Eric Kratz's former teammate, one of the best closers in the game, Josh Hader, who refused to pitch in the game last night. No, it's slander. That's total bullshit. But... Paint the picture here. It's Giants-Padres. It's another one-run loss for San Diego. We are in the bottom of the eighth inning. One nothing San Francisco game. down one nothing. And Robert Suarez on the mound, who they paid a lot of money for to be a high-leverage pitcher for them. And has done really well recently. Started out the season boot nuggets. Yep. Came back from the IL, and it was second and third. Michael Conforto up. They wanted the left-on-left match. When I say they, fans. This was an Did fans want that? Fans wanted the left-on-left media. Want, whoever was writing this narrative, yeah. and I've just been listening to you, and like 
This this irritates me because this guy, I know Josh Hader, and I know what a competitor he is. And for people to bring up the narrative on what is it, six games left? I that this guy doesn't want to pitch if it's a playoff race and they misconstrued his comments and saying, you know, this is this is like a narrative that you can't just write about somebody who you've watched compete the entire season, an all-star again, Rolaids relief winner or whatever the award is now, Trevor Hoffman award winner. Like this guy is a competitor and to question whether he would have come out because then he said, oh, yeah, well, are we in a playoff race? No, the Padres are not in a playoff race. Don't misconstrue his his words and say that he's not competitive and all this stuff. This is this is trash, and I think it should be it should be brought up. And this narrative sucks that that they're trying to slightly push this. I kind of disagree with you on this one, Kratzy, okay. because Josh Hader's the guy who came out and said he didn't want to pitch for four outs. He said it. After his, arbitration, after his arbitration, he okay. went into arbitration and said, I don't want four outs. I'm only pitching three out saves. That's it. And you can't say he didn't say it because the Brewers and him said it together. Josh Hader is only pitching for three outs. Remember last year in the, in the NLCS? Robert Suarez versus Bryce Harper. Josh Hader was nowhere to be found. That was, what, eighth inning, right? Two outs? Josh Hader was not. They were in the playoffs then. He only pitches three out saves. In the last... Three years, he's pitched three times more than three outs. And that was one of them was in the NLDS last year against the Dodgers. Other than that, he hasn't done it. So for for people to say, oh, Josh, why didn't you pitch it? This is Josh's own words they're using against him. He only wants the three outs, and that's fine. If you're a three-out guy, you're at Mariano Rivera. Mostly was a three-out guy, right? These guys are three-out guys. Fine, perfect. They're not as effective the second inning. Whatever you want to say, but these are Josh Hader's words. And listen, Bob Melvin knows it. Bob Melvin has had these conversations with Josh Hader, and Josh Hader has told him, listen, Bob, I'm really a three-out guy. That kind of ties your manager's hands. That's fine. The Padres knew what they were getting when they traded for him. Josh Hader said it. The Brewers knew it. So, I mean, the, the, the hate he's getting is not justified because this is what they knew what they were getting. But the problem I have is the reporters asking the question that they already knew the answer to, that he was a – they just wanted to hear him say it because they just wanted to have more excuses as to why the Padres are going to let him walk and he's going to sign a giant contract somewhere else. Exactly. Like, they knew they knew he had said this before, but that's not who this guy is. The reason he said that before with the Brewers was because of what happened in arbitration. He got dinged because it was a – it was I'm not going to get into it any farther than that, but he essentially got dinged in his arbitration because, oh, well, you know, he doesn't have as many – appearances because he's coming out and throwing he was doing two inning saves which in arbitration doesn't pay you as much as having two one inning saves so there's there's a little gamesmanship there from the sense of like health wise and your longevity of your career but in this situation with the Padres out of the playoffs I'll repeat it they've been out of the playoffs and asking him to pitch four outs when he hasn't done it. You said it yourself. He hasn't done it, but three times in the last, what did you say, three years? Something like the that, one yeah. time, Two or three years, yeah. And the one time was in the playoffs. And last year, when Suarez had to face Harper, Bob Melvin said he didn't want to go to him. Now, you can say it was Hader that didn't want 
they're not they're not calling down there and Josh Hader, and I'm only saying this because I know him as a person, and they're saying, Hader, can you get us four innings? And he goes, Bob, I'm not your guy. Not your guy. Like, go go to somebody else. That is not at all what it is. You're talking about setting up a game plan for your bullpen, especially this is what teams are doing right now that are going to be in the playoffs. Padres are not in the playoffs. They're setting up their bullpen, and they know how many innings they can get and how to script each game throughout different parts of the lineup. Okay, so then part of this then has to fall on Bob Melvin because Bob Melvin has to go to his player. And if you're saying, I, listen, I probably agree. I don't know Josh Hader like you do. I never played with Josh Hader. But if, if I'm on his team and I'm Bob Melvin, I'm going to the team and saying, listen, I know it's a long shot, but if we win every game, maybe we everyone, someone collapses and we get in. So we're playing every game like it's the seventh game of the World Series. So, Josh, if I need you to go four outs, can you do it? So Bob Melvin maybe needs to ask the question. If you're saying Josh Hader won't say no, then maybe you go to him and say, hey, look, Josh, this is a one-time thing. I need you maybe to get four or five outs in this game. Can you do it? Then he knows. But So then that's Bob Melvin's fault. But, again, for me, this goes back to Josh Hader saying it. Listen, I understand he was doing two-inning saves, three-inning saves, and it wasn't sustainable. And I get that, and he got dinged in arbitration. And then he became a big deal, and that's one of the reasons why the Brewers famously traded him out of nowhere last year was because – they were like, we can't only use this guy, and it doesn't set up properly for the way Craig Council wants to use him. And I get it, money and, and everything that plays into it. But again, some of this has to fall not only on Hater for saying it, but then Bob Melvin for not going to him and saying, hey, Josh, we might need you for four outs, buddy. Can you do it? And I'm sure, like, if he's what you say he is, Kratz, and I have no reason not to believe you, he would have done it, and they might have got the win, and they might still be alive in the playoffs. Now, they're already out of it. That's not the point. But if you're if you're playing – you have to still believe, no matter even if you're completely dead and out of it, until that magic number is zero, you, you have to believe you have a chance. Or why play? So then, so then, why did you ding Fernando Tatis for robbing that home run? He robbed that home run. He thought that was the robbing home run that was going to push their team into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of maybes. And my comments are more as a person, and I know what kind of competitor he is, and ultimately. They're not in the playoffs. No, they they're not. not in the playoffs. And I don't think you disagree with me on that. But you're talking about internal conversations. I would have a hard time believing that Bob and Hader have not had those conversations because well, you, of the because of how good of a good of a communicator Bob Melvin is and how good see, of a and how much of a competitor Hader is. Did you see Bob Melvin's interview after the game? No, I didn't. I didn't they, see his they, he's, they, They're talking to him. He's in his chair, and he's like – and they ask the hater question. He's like, we had conversations about this, and it wasn't something that we can do. And he's, like, looking up, and you could tell it, like, totally made – Bob Melvin's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, we couldn't do that because of the conversations we've had, and, yeah, just not something that we can do here. And then someone else asked, and he's like, yeah, just – we've had the conversation. And it was just, like, completely awkward, and he couldn't get out of the situation fast enough. So, yeah, I'm sure those conversations were had, and we don't know them. But, I mean, it, 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 listen, they're out of it. And as far as the Tatis thing goes, listen, I have no problem with Fernando Tatis dancing and doing his thing after he robs a home run. He's played an incredible right field. Do, do what you got to do to have fun. Wait, why did you say Tatis? What happened? Why did Tatis jump in here? No, because yesterday he said, he said Tatis shouldn't be jumping around because it wasn't, you know, they've lost however many games, all that stuff. And I was just like, you know, so playing both of the both sides of it in the sense that like 
Tatis because they've been losing? Because you said it yesterday. You're like, oh, well, because they're losing, should he just catch it and go? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, think about it. For the Tatis thing right now, though. Hold on, the Tatis thing is completely different because that's just having fun. That's not a game management situation. Not a competitive. That's not a, we have a chance to win the game. No, no, I said it. I I brought it up. He brought it up. I was just. I brought it up. He was just—he was talking about it. Oh, I got because you, I got because the, the the difference is the the hater thing is a competitive. We're trying to win the game thing. The Tatis thing is him just having fun in the middle of a terrible season. Which great, have all the fun you want. Just realize though, you ha- you guys have had a terrible season, and the, you and the, thank God for the Mets or the Padres would be the most disappointing team with the payroll, right? <laughs> but I mean, the hater thing is a competitive thing that comes down to either communication from Preller to Melvin to Hater. Or the other way, Hater to Melvin to Preller, pitching coach, whoever it is. But somebody said, hey, I can't give you four outs. And listen, from a player standpoint, I get it. You want to protect everything. You're almost at the end for free agency. He's going to get paid. Great. But it just the reporters for asking this question they already knew the answer to, that's where the problem started. Facts. But they're reporters, and it was a question. Hey, this is a spot where you could come into the game. It, it's Opens up a deeper storyline that you guys are getting into right now. Like, for example, is arbitration bad for baseball? Creates animosity between player and team. Potentially creates a situation like this, right? Hey, team said, screw you. I say, screw you back. And I'm going to worry about my career and taking care of myself and contributing three outs. Now, at the same time, if... I'm an owner this offseason. I'm spending money on Josh. Like he has consistently been able to dominate late in games. And most closers, I would say, have more variance than he does in terms of your results, right? And maybe this has actually set him in a great spot in terms of durability. He is like, you want to talk, know your role? This dude knows his role and knows how to take care of his body to be out there in the ninth inning. Anyone obviously can go through an injury. Obviously, you talk about James Shields years back and be like, oh, you can eat innings with the best of them and then gets hurt finally. But my point, AJ, if I'm an owner this offseason and I really need a back-end guy, I don't think that I am slighting Josh Hader at all. No. Knowing I that I didn't say he's that. not going to necessarily give me three outs in the regular – or three, more than three outs in the regular season, but – just saying. I think I think what AJ said, I completely agree with. Them bringing this up. Did they bring this up? In, and we're not in San Diego. Did they bring this up in May when the Padres were struggling and there was a time? I'm sure there was a time they needed a four-out save. Sure. Did they bring this up and was it a big deal? But now at the end of the year, and then I guess, you know, Hater, Hater shouldn't have said what he said. Like, are we still in the playoffs? Technically, yes, they were. But I, but I appreciate the real talk right there. Yes. It's not real. You're not in the playoffs now. He's just being a realist. And that's, and that's my whole argument with We that, want him to just this. say nothing? Like, I, I think we need to appreciate a dude that's telling it like it is. Well, every team's going to lose seven in a row or something, and they're going to win seven in a Come on. No, they're not. Listen, realistically, they're not alive. And jo- Josh, I think if he could take this back, might change the way he said it. He, he might have said, well, you know, I uh, – I haven't done it all year. So now you want me to do it at the end of the year with six games left or something? I mean, there's there's a different way for him to have said it. I I, I just I don't know. It was just a, it was just a bad question that was only gonna it was whoever asked the question. The question was only asked to do one thing, and it was to stir it up. 
And they did a great job of it because we're talking about it. Everyone's talking about it, right? And then they went to Bob Melvin and asked the same question. So then he's got to answer it awkwardly. So it, it just was a bad question by the reporter. And they have a job to do, and that's how they get – we get clicks and we get this and that. But it's just it just isn't a good question. You got six games, five games left, whatever it is for the Padres, and now you're asking Josh Hader why he won't give you a four-out save. I mean, you should ask this in spring training and said, hey, Josh, if we need you to give you a four-out – give us a – Four out save, will you do it? And he would have given you a different answer, right? But to ask this with less than a week in the season, it was just a bad question. But they they might have asked him that, and they just brought it up again in this spot. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad question, AJ. I'm I'm going to defend my media. Piece. Yeah, but okay. So, but here's the thing: how the Padres have gotten to a point, and the Padres haven't gotten to this point because their Josh Hader's been bad. Correct. <laughs> it's been a it's been a lot of other things that have been gone wrong for the Padres this year. And so Suarez has been okay for him, but I just don't think that, you know, Josh Hader not getting his four-out save is the reason they missed the playoffs. But the way the question kind of was presented to him, <laughs> it makes it seem like, well, gosh, we just missed the playoffs because you wouldn't get a four-out save. Well, that's not the case. There was, a, you, you know, we can, we can come up with 50 reasons before we get to Josh <laughs> Hader on why the Padres aren't in the postseason. But that's my point. I just think that the – here's my take. The way this played out was perfect. A reporter asked a question that's their right. I don't think it is like so blatantly out of left field or personal or anything else. It's a spot where maybe another closer would potentially be used. Josh Hader's also like, let's be real for a moment. This is not the time to ask that. We are not in a playoff race right now. He essentially said that. And I would go like, bravo, nice answer. And we move on. You know, so I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was fine. And that's why Scott would have asked the question because he's like, man, I just want a real answer. If you told me that, I, finally hey, got a real that I would ask him if he said that, I would be like, cool, respect. You're right. You guys are not in it right now. That makes sense. <laughs> Mike Trout asked about his injury last night and where he's going to be next season. And we have these comments to run back. So let's run them first. And then we will continue to kind of peel off layers of this story because some people are saying it's not a story. It is a story, okay? Frustration level, knowing that this injury is keeping you out the rest of the way. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, it's uh, it's better now, obviously, but um, I wanted to get back. Uh, it's tough, so it's been hard on me, so, yeah. Are these emotions because of the frustrations of this year, or is it compounding because of the injuries? I just want to be out there. Yeah, the injuries, uh, that sucks. I mean... Like I said, you know, all the hard work and stuff and just freak stuff happens. So, but I'm trying to stay positive. So. I, I go through this every year. So it's like, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I think um, there's private conversations I have with, with Artie and, and John. And, you know, it's, uh, like I said, I'm doing the same thing I did last, last what, 13 years, just going to the off season, clearing my mind, getting ready for spring and, you know, wearing an Angels uniform in spring. So. Do you, do you feel confident in the direction that this franchise is headed in after the season now? I mean, look, <laughs> the last few weeks has been been, been tough. Um, I get that. But uh, there isn't no, uh, no one in here that wants to win more than me. First off. That hat's fire in the back. That's what's first off. Yeah. The Eagles hat in the back is Take fire. it from Kratz hats. Yeah. Second of all, though, that emotion's real. Have we ever seen him like that? Has there ever been an interview? We've seen him that like honest emotion. AJ? 
Do you remember any? I, I don't ever remember seeing him like that. I mean, that upset, that emotional, that. I mean, he was yeah. he, he was about, he had to take a breath because yes. he was about to yeah. start crying. Which, you want real talk, Scott? That was real talk right there. I want that. I want that. That's, that's real Mike Trout sitting there in a clubhouse where there is a teammate of his who does. Whatever. Crap. Whatever the case is. If the, if the Timmy is flash or whatever. Sorry, I got to bring it up. It's Rendon. He's, he is not talking like that to everyone else. So. And I love, yeah, I mean, I love the, Kratz, can I you teach Eric that, how to use, uh, Kratz, can you teach Scott how to use his mic, please? Because it is I'm the just, tech guy here, but he refuses to listen I mean, it is unbelievable who I the tech guy is. Around. I think his techs are getting he's in the so, way of his he's mic. He's so limber. He's so limber that he's moving around in my, in my beautiful setup that I have here. He doesn't have enough space. He needs, he needs a fly. Spread his wings at your we'll house. Just do it on the air. How's this sound? Is this better? better. It should be better. Just don't flex your pecs. But I think... I'm going to remain calm here. I'm going to stay still the rest of the show. What you were saying about like how he's being honest and he just wants to be out there, that's what you want from your leader. And anybody who's going to play the narrative of, oh, Mike Trout, he's never out there, you know, he's injury prone, all this stuff. This dude wants to be out there and he showed it. He showed it in a very honest answer, got emotional about it. And if you are a player that doesn't play and isn't out there every day, we've heard it all year. Freddie Freeman wants to be out there every day. The entire Braves lineup wants to be out there every day. Those are ballers that want to be out there every single day. And if your leader, the best player in the game outside of the unicorn, Shohei, is saying this and getting emotional about not being out there to play in a season where they're under 500 and not going to make a playoffs again, you better check yourself on this team if you're not a guy that wants to be out there and pushes through an injury. He he set that precedent for the rest of the time that he's a teammate of somebody with the Angels, or if he gets traded, which I felt like there was some alluding to not being real pleased of where the organization is going at the end of that conversation there. Uh, I'm just going to say, somebody, I don't know, about a month ago or something, said something along the lines of, Hmm, have a private conversation with Artie Moreno, go get coffee, go get breakfast, and maybe say, hey, it's time for me to move on. And I got absolutely destroyed by Angels fans saying, you know, you know, he, you can't get anything back from Mike Trout, and he just he's comfortable, and he doesn't play enough, and he doesn't care enough. Well, these emotions right here show you, one, he cares, he wants to play. He's frustrated <laughs> because of his handmade bone injury that takes longer than people expected to come back from. Also, I don't know if the private conversations he mentioned with Artie have already happened or they're going to happen. But again, if I'm Mike Trout, I sit down with Artie Moreno and say, listen, Shohei ain't coming back. It just He's not, okay? He's already in Japan. He's had surgery on who knows what because nobody will tell us. He's had surgery. That's all we know, right? He's not coming back to the Angels, okay? You got Rendon. Seems like a good player. Can't play. Never gets on the field, right? Won't even tell us what's wrong with him, Okay. And then you got, okay, you got some other young guys that they've called up that have done a nice job for them. But are the Angels going to compete in the next two to three years with the Rangers, the Astros, and the Mariners? <laughs> Probably not, right? So, again, Mike Trout, it doesn't have to be public. It doesn't have to be – you don't have to stand in front of the cameras and say, I want to be traded. Go to Artie Moreno and say it pro privately and get something done to where you can go play for a winner. You deserve it, dude. You've given 13 years of your life. To the Anaheim Angels, Los Angeles Angels, sorry, of Anaheim, <laughs> right? You've given them 13 years. You have gotten this many playoff wins. Zero in 13 years, right? 
it's time. And, and, and listen, I'm all for guys staying in an organization their entire career. And Joey Votto, we saw what happened with him. And Derek Jeter and all these guys. But they, they were trying to put good teams out on the field. And the Angels are trying. They're just not doing it well. And you could almost feel it in those comments. And again, you guys know Mike much better than I do. And I don't want to put words in his mouth. But it almost felt like, what was the, who were we have on yesterday? We were like, it felt like the end. Joey Votto, right? It kind of felt like the end when he was giving his comments after the game. Well, this almost, the way Mike was talking, it almost felt like a breakup was inevitable. So <laughs> there's so much going on here in the, in the comments too. People are like, Trout requested trade. Angels will leak it. No way it stays private from Matt Mays. And I was like, they'll definitely leak it. Oh, it's they're about the kings all- of that. The PR, the PR <laughs> they're kings of it. They're the for, kings of that, though. That. The yeah, Angels are the from, kings of taking stuff that shouldn't be told and just, oh, this slipped out a little bit. That comes from the tippy top. <laughs> By the way, AJ, quick clarification. Otani's still apparently with the ball club, so not in Japan yet. Oh, okay. But he had surgery. Does anybody know what he had surgery on? I thought they said it was the bracing, the internal bracing. Oh, did he? I thought that's what it's came little, out. Hey, yeah, believe me. It's a little mysterious. I thought I made up a tweet earlier today. So It's an elbow surgery. It's not Tommy John. We're not doctors. We get it. He's not going to pitch next yeah. year. He's going to hit. We love him, which is true. Um, but he's not going to be on the Angels. But he's not going to be It's not going to be on the Angels. <laughs> no, he's not. So here's the thing. So Sam Blum writes about this team real talk and gets dinged for it, right? They don't <laughs> let him do the radio show. That's Jeff Fletcher, his, we love you, his show, rival. Man. Um, those two do a great job covering the team. They're not restricted on covering the team, at least in terms of what they write. I don't know about the access, but Blum said in his story, quote, Trout declined to say outright that he would not be requesting a trade despite being asked in different ways three separate times. So Sam is in the room and he is putting that in his own story. And then here is the quote from Trout, which I guess we saw, but I go through this every year. These are private conversations I have with Artie and John. Those are the owner and the uh, president, John Carpino. I'm doing the same thing I've done the last 13 years. Going into the offseason, clearing my mind, going into spring, wearing an Angels uniform. I think many people look at that and say, oh, he's definitely going to be an Angel next year. No, 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 no. That means that that's what he is supposed to do. They will have conversations this offseason. We'll see what happens. And in my mind, if Artie says to Trout, hey, dude, do you want us to try and explore a trade? I actually think Mike will say, yes. If you explore a trade, let's communicate on this and let me see what you got. Because unless I'm crazy, the next few years don't look promising. You don't think Logan O'Hoppy and I love Logan O'Hoppy. I think Logan O'Hoppy's having an unbelievable month. O'Hoppy, Eight homers, Neto, there, Shan, there's a few, Shanwell, Shanwell. Yes, there's a few dudes and that look very promising. Will never buy pitchers. There's his still, his words. Well, We're pitchers, talking about Kratz. Starting pitchers don't play basically much. pitch once a week. Why am I going to <sighs> give my hard earned money to an asset that does not deliver daily returns to my business? I can't. I can't. Like That's real, okay? That's his quote. That's real. Let him come out and, and dispute that because <laughs> he has said that. That is real. I don't, I, I don't see how he could sit there and say, I would love to stay unless the family is comfortable, he's comfortable, and this is where it doesn't make him a less competitive person. You saw that in his emotion in the interview about wanting to play. But I don't know how if Artie comes to him and says, how do you feel about this? 
how he would say, eh, you know, I want to stay. I think I'm going to ride this thing out. We'll, we'll be good in the next five years. I, I think he cares, AJ, I about do. legacy. Also, for anyone that's a trout hater right now, like what, you're hating on some recent injuries? Stop. Get the fuck out of here. What he did for the sport for a while. And also, like, when he was on the field this year, he was still pretty damn good. And I still think he's got good baseball left. Is it his prime? Is he a little past his prime? Maybe. But do you know what past your prime means for Mike Trout? It means you're still a superstar. So How in much? my mind, AJ, if, if Artie says, hey, dude, Philly's on line one. We can work something out. Want to go? What do you think his answer is? I think it would be an easy yes. Now, the question is, what does the package look like? Because the the, the real question we got to get into, if we're if we're going down this road, how much is Artie going to have to pay this contract to get something back? Because if you just say we're going to give Mike Trout, I don't know exactly how many years he has left. You guys, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think he has what six six or seven more years left on his contract. Yeah, thirty, twenty thirty. So 2030. Okay. So he's got seven, seven more years left. He, they're going to have to pay that down in order to get back any sort of return because much like the Albert Pujols contract, when it was signed, you know, you start getting to, you know, he's a center fielder. He's probably gonna have to move from center field. Eventually, you know, injuries happen when you get older, whatever, but we get to those last three, four years and it's kind of a, look, look, look at Miguel Cabrera, right? Look at even Joey Votto, right? They're, these long contracts kind of come to an end. You're like, oh, we paid for the early years, and the back end is just kind of bonuses. Now, if you're Mike Trout, you're like, well, if I'm in, in Anaheim, I'm getting, I'm gonna, you know, hit 500 homers, 600 homers, whatever it is, start hitting those special numbers like Pujols did. Then you can monetize that and get money back. But if you're gonna make a move and you're gonna trade him, one, you have to get Trout's approval because he's a 10-5 guy, full no trade, and two, you're gonna have to pay a lot of money to get rid of him. So is Artie Moreno, the guy who Scott just said doesn't want to pay a whole lot? Is he willing to pay it down in order to get a haul back? That's going to be the hang-up for me. Are there teams out there that would take Mike Trout right now? Oh, hell yeah, they would. And they'd be – I mean, it'd be all over Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and all the – everything, right? I mean, it'd be all over. Oh, my gosh. The Phillies just traded for Mike Trout, right? Or, you know, the Marlins or the Blue Jays or the whoever. Oh, my gosh, we got Mike Trout. It'd be the biggest deal ever. But how much is already going to pay, and is he willing to do that? I disagree a little bit there. I don't think they have to pay a ton down. Two questions for you. They're going to have to pay. They're going to have to pay it down. Also, trades always depend how much a team wants to pay down versus give up prospects. So using Philly as the example, because that's his nearest hometown, Philly's got a lot of money. They're going to make a ton of money this year based on um, their attendance, their results, their TV contract. They're thriving there, and they would love to have him. My question is, a, if Mike Trout was waived today, would anyone claim him for the full contract? And B, if he was a free agent, what would his number be? Start to think about that, how close you get to the number that he's at. I, I don't know. That I, uh. 37 a year? You don't think somebody wants Trout for 37 a year for the next seven years? A seven-year contract? Mm-mm. No. Nope. You don't think close, though? You don't think it's close? You're going to have to pay it down to get rid of it. So you would pay you would pay Trey much. Turner more than you would Mike Trout. I'm just saying, if he went on waivers today, I don't no know that. Take him? I don't know that anybody would claim. Okay, well let's start I going through the teams. Let's see I how. Let's disagree. see. Let's see. Go through the teams that could afford him first. You got to start with the teams that can afford sure. him because already sure. before you start, there's like 20 teams that are out. 
They're gone. Pirates right? not getting them. Pirates, Marlins, Rays. <laughs> Reds. Reds. Yep. You know, there's a whole slew of teams before you even start that are already out on the Mike Trout thing. Yep. Okay. You can probably throw the A's, you know, Padres because they're already obligations, right? Even the Phillies have huge obligations still on the books for years. Yeah, but come. the yep. Phillies would take that deal uh, right I, now. I, I understood. For but free? I'm saying, they understood. Would take that deal. Yan- Yankees, right, would be one that would take them, right? Easy. Mets, Mets, maybe. Yep. Okay. Done. Yankees, Mets, Phillies. Okay, Red Sox. Three. But, yep, again, four. okay, so if you you do all this Not work either. now, if you're the Yankees now, okay, yeah, we're going to get Mike Trout for $37 million. We got Judge on the hook for 40 We still have Stanton. We still have Cole. We just signed Rodon, right? Our, you know, oh, we don't want to go. Take the Yankees off. Take no, the but Yankees I'm just, off. Okay. I, still got, I still got at least five to seven teams that okay. I think. The Cubs, Met- I agree. Cubs right now, hey, free Mike Trout. Want him? Fuck it. Okay, but they haven't shown their propensity to spend like that. They will though this offseason. They will. A player like Mike Trout is not, not available all the time. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, listen, do I think teams should do it? Absolutely. Do I think teams will do it? Probably not. And also, they'll also know that if if it gets out that Mike Trout is on the market, okay. And as we've all said, the Angels will figure out a way to leak that. Hey, Mike Trout requested a yeah. trade, and they'll make Mike look like the bad guy. Okay. Somehow, some way, if this gets out and this becomes true, and we're not saying it's true. So before everyone says, oh, they're saying Mike Trout wants a trade. No, no, no. What I'm <laughs> saying is if this gets out, the Angels will make it so Mike Trout is like, I'm demanding a trade or I'm not playing, which Mike would never do. I don't I don't believe that at all. Okay, Mike would go to Artie and say, hey, can, if we can make something work, great. If not, I'll be an angel for life and be yeah. happy. Okay? The thing is, if teams found out that Mike Trout, this got out, they know Mike Trout's on board, then they have – Already by, as they say, the old short hairs, right? Because they're like, yeah, pay it down or we won't take them or you're stuck with them. Because obviously he wants out and we know you're going to have to move them. So you want our good prospects? Give us $20 million a year to cover it. No, us- he won't do that. He is not covering okay. twenty million a year. Well, I'm that's telling you. Then he's not going to get gonna a return. This is what's going to happen. A team like the Phillies or Cubs, if this is real, if Artie's legit, they're going to say, we will pick up the contract or most of the contract. You are not going to get a ton back. This is not a Juan Soto trade or anything close to it. We will give you maybe one upper echelon prospect and one A-ball lottery ticket, not seven. And we will take most of the money. That's what I think will happen, if it happens. Agree? I, I say they'll pay down $25 million and then... Total. From the Phillies. From the Phillies, they would get either Andrew Painter or Mick Abel. So one, one pitcher. They would get a player like Alec Bohm, maybe. Maybe like a no, not a ma- no, not a major leaguer. No freaking way. Just prospects. and that would be it. No, not and that a major would be leaguer. it. Mm-hmm. I think I. That's what I'm thinking. They would get, and they would basically pay for that twenty five million dollars. Would pay for those prospects for those for those players fitting in because you need you need to put in a major leaguer into that package. Like a bright like a like a guy like Alec Bohm. I think is a great player. He's going to hit hundred RBIs this season. He's like a 770 OPS type of player. You're not talking about an all-star. Yeah, but you don't need to trade a big leaguer. You trade prospects. Mm -hmm. You don't need to trade a big leaguer. But at some point, the Angels want something. Yeah, prospects. Yeah, but... I don't think they trade big leaguers in a trade like that, especially in the offseason. So do the Angels take a Mick Abel or Andrew Painter, or do they take three of their top, you know, five, six and 12 prospects from the Phillies. You know what I mean? That's when you get like, do we want the one guy who's going to be a a pitcher in our rotation? 
whether you think he's a four or a five or a two or a three, is that what you get for Mike Trout? Because he are, he's already screwed up the not trading Otani thing. Like, you can't just – you can't keep screwing up not getting anything for the players that you have. Sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> sure you can. And Mike, no, Trout is not, and Mike Trout is not – I don't believe Mike Trout's on a decline. He has played through – whatever he's played through this year, he has an 858 OPS. Before yeah. this year – before this year – he had, you know, what his lowest OPS was, or as Scott loves to say it, the OPS plus. Lowest ever was the 2020 season. He had a 167 that OPS plus. 2020 was last year 176. Year before 194. He has a career 994 OPS, and that's brought down by this year's 858. You are missing a lot of teams, too. We just went over a team for 25 minutes yesterday that I think Giants? would beg to take every fucking penny of he his He doesn't want to go to San Francisco. It does, I understand that. But I'm saying if the Giants called Artie and said, listen, every dude, penny. we will take every fucking penny of that contract every. and give you two prospects. And Mike Trout goes, yeah, I don't want to go there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but... That's not the argument. See, I understand that's, that. See, there's, I understand. But we're also not considering is he has a full no trade. So yeah. if they go, hey, by the way, Mike, Oakland decided we're, they want you. He's going to go, yeah, Artie, you know, beat it. Like, they'll kick rocks, Artie, down the street in Anaheim. I mean, there's so much in play here that the problem is is that if there is ever a trade that – first of all, the Angels have to find someone to take them, whatever it is, meaning whether they want – get meaning they get the package back that they want. And, two, then they got to go to Mike. Because what happens if Mike goes, eh, you know what? I don't really want to go to Philadelphia. I want to go somewhere else. They do it all this work. I mean, it'd almost be like Mike would have to go to him and say, here's a list of seven teams I'll go to, figure it out. That's fair. I, I, I mean, I've obviously never been in, in those type of negotiations, but I, I really, I, I think he would go to, yeah, I think a lot of teams would pick him up more than you would think. It sounds like a wild off-season combo too. I mean, obviously it's hot right now because you brought it up, but. This is why I keep saying this could be one of the best off seasons ever. And I mean that I'm not just saying that like just pumping up baseball every season's best season ever, best off season ever. No, Otani free agent trout potential trade. Just that alone is crazy. I know there's not the same depth of position players available. And in that mod, in that way, I think it makes it even more interesting with, Ota- with uh, trout because it's not like teams are looking going, Oh, well, there's a million superstars that we could pick up this off season with just no. money. There's not much available. Obviously Otani's in his own world. Bellinger is there. After that, it is a big drop off. It is. Our next, Chapman, our next guest. Our next guest is the position players. Oh, there's some good. Players. Listen, there's some. I mean, you got Snell, you got Montgomery, you got Hader. I mean, there's some strong. No, it's good. I mean, the, the superstar is, franchise position the players is definitely better than the hitter side. Bellinger and Bellinger, Otani. Yeah, but Otani's Matt a different. Chapman, animal. Chapman, okay. But is Chapman a superstar? Franchise changing player? It's borderline. I think there's a question. I think before you would say he was. I think the last two years would say, I don't know. The pitching's much better because, I mean, you've even got Yamamoto, who I think is going to be a two, a number two starter in the league. Obviously, if you're buying that Nola just has been missing over the plate with two strikes here and there, but you like the strikeout to walk ratio and still think that all the past looks good, maybe Eduardo Rodriguez. There's plenty of pitchers available. Here, but here, lock it in right here, both of you. Does Trout get traded this offseason? No. 
No. Yes. No. Okay. Artie won't do it. You answer. Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> no. No? As much as I want to, as much as I love this conversation and being able to see this guy play on the East Coast every single day for a contender, I think his game will be elevated if he's on a contender. Just saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying no. Artie won't do it. Artie messed up Shohei. He's, he's going to mess it up again. Mm -hmm. Listen, he, <laughs> he hasn't done too many things right, has he? Stay no, consistent. He is not. not. This is where Angels fans need to all just, you know, sing Kumbaya. We all get together. We hold hands. <laughs> we put our hands, you know, around each other and at the bar, get drunk and say, let's all just hate the same person. Uh, anyway, let's take a deep breath. Put on your shades and get ready because Jordan Montgomery is going to join us in a minute. But first off, a shout out to our friends at Shady Race who have you covered with premium polarized sunglasses that will not cost you Mike Trout level contract. There it is. I'm coming back tomorrow for those shades. These are still mine. Coming back tomorrow for those shades. Shady Rays, actually, that's part of the lost and broken. Yeah. He said, find your friend, get them from the lost and broken person. <laughs> How I, about? Uh, I changed my locks. Change you can't lock. change, your, change lock. your lock. Get out of here. No, if not my use... betting lock. Oh, what? My lock in my house so Scott can't get in. He's got oh, to stop here. <laughs> and I'm not coming. Oh, great. <laughs> I mean, great. Okay, yeah. I'll stay up here in the rain. Fine. Great. If awesome. you lose or break your pair of Shady Rays, even on day one, uh, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back way after you make the purchase all season long and giving you the best promo code foul f-o-u-l at shadyrays.com for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 